0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org/donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again radio friends, how in the world are you? You doing all right today? It's your good friend Bob Cook and I'm glad to be back with you for another look at the word of God and we're walking around these days in the book of 1st Thessalonians. Catherine Marshall, while she lived, <clears throat> founded a work called the Intercessors, and it's a group of people who uh, voluntarily band together to pray for the needs of others. They have a little publication that comes my way every other month or so, and in this one is the story of the mother of St. Augustine. Her name was Monica. Monica and her marriage was difficult because her husband patricius was uh, an unbeliever given to frequent bad temper outbursts they had two sons and the oldest one augustine was especially gifted and brilliant but uh, rebellious and uh, had wanted nothing to do with uh, the faith of his mother well monica began to pray prayer every day Prayer went alone and twice each day in her church. Finally, the first breakthrough came with her husband. As she prayed and was patient and lived Christ before him, finally he gave his heart to Christ. He became a believer only months before his death. By this time, Augustine was in total rebellion. His brilliant mind was intent on learning and and. Uh, He said, my spirit was wholly intent on learning, restless to dispute. I had my back to the light. Nine years passed. Finally, he goes to Rome. mother keeps praying every day and engages the help of others as well in prayer. He got very ill in Rome, but finally recovered all the while, rejecting Christ. Finally, he went to Milan and became acquainted with Ambrose, the statesman bishop of that city. And uh, the warfare inside of of Augustine now began to intensify. He writes that his prayer became, Give me chastity, but not yet. (laughs) One day while talking with a friend, he unexpectedly burst into tears. He returned to his house, picked up a volume of Paul's letters, opened it, and was stabbed by these words, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh and the lusts thereof. Soon afterwards, he wrote to Ambrose asking to be received as a convert and he was baptized on Easter Sunday. Augustine at that time was 32 years of age. A year later, Monica, now 56 years old, grew ill while traveling with her son and her grandson, And finally, she passed away. Her mission to her family was completed. A lifetime of prayer dedicated to seeing to it that God saved her boy. The key factors, this writer goes on to say, seemed to be persistence. She prayed every day. Relationship with her church. She used the uh, worship of her church and was very active in it. Tears. There was no holding back of emotions. And the prayers of others, Monica sought the help and prayers of others, knowing that there was extra power in the prayers of many. And then trust, her trust was always in God, trust in His timing, trust in His power, and trust in His love. I thought that was a good reminder to some of us who may have been praying for a good long time for someone who's unsaved or someone who has strayed, uh, someone who is difficult or maybe even impossible, as the saying is, Don't give up. Intercession, intercession, praying for others. And get the help of others to pray with you for those for whom you're burdened. Mother's Day is just around the corner. And all of you Christian mothers and grandmothers, hang on in prayer. You are God's anchor in the ship of life. And you hold things steady while the waves are tossing and while people are on their way to a decision. So keep on praying and keep on believing. Let me encourage you to do that. Well, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. Paul said, Our gospel came to you not in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. You became followers of us and of the Lord having received his word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you became examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Now we talked about that word, word. You need to have something to say. Many a person is a poor witness because he doesn't know what to say about the Lord Jesus. And I think I gave you a few verses that might help you nail down the key truths of the gospel, didn't I? Then we talked about power, and that's the same word that's used in In Romans 1, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Ye shall receive power, uh, said our Lord. Same word dunamis. We get our word dynamite or dynamic from it. It's the idea of a power that never burns out, never gives up. God's power in in power. God's power. Then he said, it came to you, our gospel came to you, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, the, uh, The believers... New Testament believers didn't make a, uh, a crusade of this matter, but they were always aware of the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. And as you read the record, you'll find the, the words Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, said. Uh, Saul, full of the Holy Ghost, said. There was a conscious dependence upon the fullness of the Holy Spirit of God. I think we need to get back to that these days. Don't you agree, dear friend? Uh, don't be afraid of fanaticism. Dr. Donald Gray Barnhouse had a good saying along that line. He said, Fanaticism is not too much religion, it's too little brains. If you stick to the Word of God and believe what it says plainly and tie your life to what you know to be the will of God and open your heart voluntarily by faith to the blessed Holy Spirit who comes in to dwell when you get saved, let Him occupy every room in your heart house, my friend, you're going to know something of the power of God as manifested by the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus said when he is come he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit of God working and speaking and living through you has a convicting effect upon people around and shows them their need of Christ in the Holy Ghost. How do you make this real? Uh, my interest always is, is trying to put shoe leather on these truths so that we can apply them. You're witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Or perhaps you don't have any opportunity to say anything that is even remotely religious and you have to live through a busy day. How do you live it in the Holy Spirit? I think it's a matter of conscious dependence upon your Lord every moment of the time. I used to tell the students at the college, pray your way through the day. And I had a little routine that I went through there. Pray when you wake up. Say good morning, Lord, instead of good Lord morning. And pray before you greet your roommate with a loving snarl. And pray before you start your first class. And pray before you engage even in a casual conversation in the hallway. And pray before you go on a date. And pray before you make a decision. And if you're in business, pray before you go to the office. And then pray before you start your first task of the day. And as the day goes on, every time you turn to anything new, pray that God may guide you. Pray before you answer the phone. You don't know who it is on the other end. Pray before you sign a contract. God has already read the fine print. Pray before you open a letter. You don't know if it's a check or a bill. There's a difference. Pray before you make these decisions in life. Oh, yes, God can guide you. I remember so clearly my conversation with a friend whom I met in San Diego. After an absence of some years, I hadn't seen him for several years and greeted him and we sort of talked old times, and I said, "Hey, it's wonderful to see you out here. Uh, what are you doing now?" Oh, he said, "I'm selling. I'm selling insurance." Why, I said, "The last time I saw you, you working working for Beechnut Company back in Ohio." Yes, he said, "But I, the Lord led me out here, and I'm well." I said, "How are you getting along? Do you have to call cold turkey, or do you get any leads?" Oh, he said, "I get some leads, and I develop some others." But he, Bob, he said, "You know what I do?" He said, "I." Every morning before I go out calling, I uh, spread all of my prospect cards out on the floor of my office in a semicircle, and then he says, I get down in the middle of that semicircle and I pray, dear Jesus, guide me today, and I pray until God gives me some idea of of who to go to, and I do, and he blesses me, and he smiled broadly. I looked at him. He was well-dressed. He was driving a fine car. As I recall, it was a brown Cadillac, and uh, he was feeling no pain. Tell me, have you ever consciously depended on the Holy Spirit of God? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, says Paul in Romans 8. And learn, won't you, beloved, consciously to depend upon the Holy Spirit, to guide you at home so that you don't wound spirits by careless words, to guide you in business so you make the right choices, to guide you in selling so that you have the right approach in the right closing of a deal so you get the order, to guide you in planning your life, to guide you in making decisions. The Holy Spirit of God dwells within you. He wants to control your life. Let him let him do it. Pray and, and by faith receive God's guidance. I've noticed one thing, that when I ask for the Lord to guide me, the next step is to get going. It's pretty hard to steer a Mack truck that's standing still. Have you ever tried that? If you're, if, you're, if you're not going anywhere, it's pretty hard for God to guide you. And so you pray in faith and trust your Lord and then get going the best you know how, and He will indeed guide you. It says, The Lord shall guide thee continually and make fat thy bones. Thou shalt be like a watered garden whose waters fail not. Oh, yes, He'll guide you if you let Him. In the Holy Ghost means constant, conscious dependence upon the indwelling Holy Spirit of God, letting him fill every room in your heart house with himself. Then it says, came in much assurance. It's an interesting word. Much assurance, it's called here. Three other places, it's called full assurance. It's the Greek word, playrophoria, which means full, jam full, running over. Much assurance. It's so much assurance that it's just spilling over. As a matter of fact, this whole matter of successful communication of the gospel is not so much an effort as it is a divine spillover of of what is in your own heart. We cannot, said Peter, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We can't help it. You can tell us not to, but we can't help it. Bob Pierce used to tell the story of the man who, in the old days when the trains were running, took a trip on a on a Pullman car overnight to somewhere and as he stepped into the lounge there he ran into a person whom he hadn't seen for some time and in the meanwhile he had been converted and became a Christian and so he greeted his friend he said oh he said I I'm so glad to see you I haven't seen you since I was saved it's so wonderful the Lord saved me and took away my sins he began to sing what a friend we have in Jesus you know well his friend cautioned him. He said, listen, there's people trying to sleep here. You don't want to be too loud. Oh, he said, I know it. I know it. It's just, I get so happy when I think how the Lord lifted me up and saved me and forgave my sins and made me a new creature. Oh, he said, it's great. He began to sing again. What a friend, you know. Well, about that time, the the porter uh, put his face through the green curtains that formed a doorway, and he said, sir, If you can keep it quiet, please have a little consideration for the guests and keep it quiet. But if you can't, bless God, I've got it too. (laughs) You know, sometimes communicating the gospel is just a blessed spillover. Let that be true in your own life, beloved, today. Dear Father, today, oh, may we trust Thee and have Thy divine guidance every step of the way. In Jesus' name I ask it, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.